0: uh that we're of our life that we live every day and uh i want everybody that's here this morning to be sure and come back tonight we're going to take communion we're going to do that in the remembrance of the lord uh, and get ourselves ready for this resurrection day but we're going to have to teach some things this morning that will help us to understand that the book of revelation tells us in the last days that there's going to be two churches There's a world church and there's a church of Christ. And you and I, we've got to make sure and understand that uh, we think that it's going to be so easily discernible uh, that we know uh, with all ease what is the church of Christ and what's the church of the world. And that's not true. The church of the world is going to be so deceptive that that's what's going to cause the great falling away. That's what's going to cause so many to be uh, following after the Antichrist, the instead of Jesus. And so you and I have got to be cautious and we've got to recognize and realize that uh, grace delivers us from sin, doesn't give us a license to sin. And the grace of God shows us the heart of God where we become so sensitive to what hurts, what grieves, what quenches the Spirit of God that we're able to recognize it and we're able to step away from it. Amen? Genesis chapter fourteen. Uh, let's start reading, for sake of time, down about um, verse twelve. There's a there was a battle going on, and and uh, and, and uh, just like there is in the last days, and there was here's two men, here's Abram and Lot, and. Uh, so you and I, we've got to recognize where we're at and, and who we're following. Uh, and here's what is happening in, the, in that time frame. It's what's happening in the, this morning. There's a battle on for, for people's souls. And they took Lot, verse number 12, Genesis fourteen twelve. And they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. And there came one that ex- had escaped and told Abram, the Hebrew... For he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, uh, the Amorite, the brother of Eshcol, the brother of, uh, and the brother of Aner. Uh, and these were confederate. They were in uh, communion. They were in a covenant, if you would, with Abram. So uh, we're talking about a good, a good company. Verse 14. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and he pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants by night, and he smote them, and he pursued them unto Hobah, unto the hiding place, which is on the left-hand side, mark it down in your mind's eye, which is on the left-hand side of Damascus, the sack full of blood. Verse 16, And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the women also, and the people." He brought all. He restored all. Uh, Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you, brother Larry. Thank you for once again for honoring the word. Thank you for being here again. Uh, uh, you are a blessing to uh, to us. You're a blessing to the to the body of Christ. But uh, we want to. Our desire is to draw nigh to the Lord. Right? When we draw nigh to the Lord, He draws nigh to us, and all of a sudden uh, we have a clearer picture of uh, of who we are in Him. We have an understanding that is uh, in in power of what He's called us to do. So. This morning, I want you to see here that we have a we have a situation where we have Abram and Lot. They started out together. You know the story very well. We won't do a lot of background on that. But they started out together. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, Lot gets in a situation where God is wanting to divide Abram from Lot. And, and Lot, uh, 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 because he knew what Lot, what his heart was, the, the name Lot is veiled. Lot, his eyes were veiled to the things of God. And all of a sudden, in Genesis 13, uh, he, he looks and he sees this plains, this, this, this area of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he looks at it, and, and he, as he looks at it, he calls it uh, as the garden of God. Now, uh, see, that's what the devil is doing right now. He's causing a whole generation of people to be veiled to what sin is and to what the consequence of sin is. And He's making people believe a lie. And you and I, we've got to see that we serve a holy God. Jesus said, if we're going to see God, we've got to be pure in heart. And the way that we're pure in heart is that we let the Word of God, we're being, Ephesians chapter 5, we're being washed by the water of the Word. We're letting the Spirit of God bring truth, amen, to our lives. Show us uh, and and help us to understand that uh, not by works, but just simply by the grace of God. Can that righteousness be applied in our life? Can the blood of Jesus continually be washing over us, amen? That's what we want, right? But here, Lot, in, in, instead of seeing... Now, he he was raised up uh, there beside Abram, uh, who would become Abraham, the father of faith. He watched Abraham work, and I'll just call him Abraham because I like that. But he, he, he watched him raise his family. He watched in the sense of his wife and his whole household and and all of those things. But when it comes down to to the blessings that was in uh, Abraham's life, uh, he looked and he thought that he could be blessed in his own guidance, in his own direction. He didn't understand the reason why he was being blessed was because of association. Yeah. See, you and I were blessed because of association with Jesus. Amen? And, and all of those things. And so, uh, he, he 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 goes and he makes his home, he pitches his tent, in other words, here in, in this area. And he hadn't been there less than a year when he nearly loses everything. See, it don't take long. The, the devil will show you and I a fake picture. He'll show us something and, and get us comfortable and rock us to sleep in it and let, make us think, oh, well, nothing, this is all right. Uh, you know, I, 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 see, I, I see fruitfulness here. Well, see, there's God's fruit and there's the devil's fruit. There's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and there's a tree of knowledge, the tree of life, the tree of Jesus Christ. I want Jesus, don't you? And so he's in this situation. So he'd been there less than a year, and all of a sudden, everything that he had trusted in, he lost it. But see, God is so good to us. So God, he moved on Abraham. Here, Abram, I know, but let's just call him Abraham. He moved on Abraham here, and, and Abraham took out of his own house these 300 train, 318 trained servants, and 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 the the number here always points to Christ. But it, they went they went there and and they brought back. Notice what it said there in verse um, sixteen. And he brought back all the goods, and he also brought again his brother-in-law and his goods and the women also and the people. He so. Uh, This is exactly 15 years, the best I can tell, if you count this up, uh, before God has to judge Sodom and Gomorrah and before Lot once again loses everything. But see, he doesn't make a good decision. He gets delivered, and as he gets delivered, he just decides to keep his tent in Sodom. See, you and I, what, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the Spirit of God draws us and we get saved. We get born again. And all of a sudden, our spirit, our heart is so quickened to the things of God. We hear God talk. And, and, and we, we see things different. We feel different. But then all of a sudden, the devil comes up and he puts his arm around us. And he works just like he did in the garden. He, he, he said, Have God said? Really? Come on. This is okay. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody feels this way about it. But you, you're the freak. You're the odd man out. And so all of a sudden here we see a uh, lot in this situation where uh, in, instead of coming out at this great moment... He, he gets absorbed back in it. But what I want to talk to you about is let's look at, 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 at the choices that we've got to make and let's make righteous choices. Now drop down with me to verse uh, uh, 17. We just read verse 16. Now notice here, here Abram is. He's standing here in this place of this great deliverance. And it says, And the king of Sodom went out to meet him. The king of Sodom went out to meet Abram, Abraham. Uh, after his return from the slaughter of Chedolamer and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's dale, the king's valley. So, all of a sudden, uh, uh, Abram comes back, and as he comes back, uh, he, 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 he's returning with this, just like he talks about in Colossians, where Jesus leads, leads this great procession of this triumphal return. Uh, because, you know, your Savior has took the spoils away from the devil. You realize it, don't you? Going, the devil owns nothing. And, and Jesus, what we gave to the devil, he went and got it back for us. But, so Abram, he walks in here. And, but as he walks in here, all of a sudden, the very first thing, he's meant by a king. See, so you're going to be meant by two kings. There's a king of heaven, and there's a king of this world. And you've got to make a choice, and you've got to realize that one is trying to imitate the other in the sense of looking and being uh, 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 an alternate, a deceptive one, a a deceiver. He is a deceiver, amen? And so he comes to Abram. See, in your greatest moment, after you get victory, you're walking in victory, and and you have this great uh, uh, relief, you have this great freedom, you have this great understanding, that's when the devil shows up. Because he wants to get your attention and my attention off of Jesus. Amen? And he's going to do everything he can to do that. So here, Abram is standing here, and all of a sudden, here comes the king of Sodom. So we've got to know that just because you get born again and you get your sins washed away, you get forgiven, the devil is not going to stop coming knocking on your heart's door. He's going to try to get your attention. And you've got to make sure, I've got to make sure that we always put Jesus first. If we put Jesus first, everything will be fine. But the moment that we don't, look out. Okay, notice what it says. Verse 18. Here's the second king. The king that you and I are interested in. And Melchizedek, king of Salem. Now, every place you see the word king here, it's, it's from the Hebrew word Mecca, which is where we get Melchizedek. Melchizedek means king. Zedek, Zadok, means the king of the just, the king of the righteous ones. So, who is the one that justifies us? Who is the one that makes us righteous? All right. So this is what we would say in the Bible: a Christophany. This is a this is the pre-incarnate Christ. Okay, and and, and he he comes here and he wants to make sure that Abram no know, Abraham knows uh, how he gained this great victory, how he gained this place over the king of Sodom, over all these other kings that had uh, moved and took Lot and all these situations. See, you and I, we've got to recognize and realize there is no victory on ourselves. I'm here this morning, you're here this morning by the grace of God. If the devil had his way, we would be in a grave somewhere. We would have no voice for the Lord. We'd have no praise. We would have no testimony. We would have no witness for the Lord. But we've got it this morning. Amen? Notice what happens. And Bechazadek, the king of Salem. Now, uh, Salem... this is the old name for Jerusalem. And, so, and it's, it's from the prime of Shalom. Peace. So, if we're talking about the King of the Just and we're talking about the King of Peace, we're talking about Jesus. Amen? Uh, so, you've got to realize that the King of Sodom is going to come first to try to get you and I not to see the King of Righteousness, the King of Justification, the King of Peace. The, the devil doesn't want you and I to see that. Because when we see that, oh my goodness, there's victory. There's peace. There's understanding. Amen? And the king of Salem, he brought forth... What did he bring forth? Bread and wine. He's bringing forth communion. He, he's giving Abram an opportunity to commune with the Most High God. See, that's what Jesus done and that's what we're going to be talking about later on that's what jesus done is he prepared the disciples for the passion week as they had the last supper come on they had bread and wine and what did jesus tell us he said that that bread was his body and the wine was his Woo! so here we have the first initiation see uh, I, I think maybe I've said it wrong or I've not said it clearly and all of those things, you know, as, I, as I've talked about the Levitical priesthood and, and talked about Jesus in, the, uh, in, in that form. But Jesus uh, was not like the Levitical priesthood. I, I know I talked about, you know, they could never sit down and that's true. And Jesus, when His work was finished, He sat down. But Jesus is the priesthood that only God... See, the Levitical priesthood, they never could finish. They had to take what we brought to them and offer it to God. But Jesus, He brings to us and gives to us and then we give back to God. Amen? So He brings the bread and the wine. And He brings it to Abram here. And, and Abram's got a choice. See, because the king of Sodom wants to offer him some things as well. You realize the devil, he has a, he has a benefit package that he wants to offer you. The devil wants to give you an alternative. He wants to give me an alternative. And we've got to learn how to focus and focus clearly. And Mekhazadek, the king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. and, And he was the priest of who? The Most High God. Woo! The one who's bringing what only can come from heaven. The priest of God is coming to Abram. He's coming to those. Abram's the father of faith, so he's coming to the faithful ones. So that's what Jesus does. He comes to those who... Now notice what he does, verse 19. And he blessed him. God wants to bless you. He can only bless you though through the justifier. Jesus is the only way that you can be blessed. Because Jesus justifies you and it's just as if you never sinned. You're walking in communion. You're walking in fellowship. You're walking in the way it was designed, designated, orchestrated, originated from your Father in heaven. Amen? And He blessed him and He said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, Possessor of heaven and earth, Creator of heaven and earth, but not only just Creator, Sustainer. Come on, you got to see that God, He created you and He placed you in this earth and He's going to sustain you. Amen? But you've got to look to Him. You've got to recognize Him. You've got to realize Him. And you've got to know that But today is, is one day. But if the Lord tarries and you keep breathing tomorrow, you're going to have to hear more word and you're going to have to be pruned and purged. I'm going to have to be pruned and purged. What we do today will not be acceptable tomorrow you've got to change i've got to change listen the devil is slowly changing the church he's bringing the church into sin he's creeping in and he's doing it unawares where people don't see it and they don't understand it and they're allowing the standard of jesus christ to be lord no the standard of jesus christ will never be lord he is high and lifted up he is righteous he is holy and he's the way that you and i have to walk and if we don't do it we're lying to god we're lying to ourselves. And we're lying to a world out there and making them believe that this is okay. Listen, it's not okay what they're doing right now. It's not okay. I'm not preaching against anybody. You and I are not preaching against anybody. God's not against anybody. He is for everybody to be saved. But we're talking about a devil. That's who we're talking about that lies and hurts people. Amen? Verse twenty, and he blessed and be blessed uh, the Most High God who hath delivered thy enemies into thy hand. We, we, we got to see that God has delivered all of our enemies, and we got to see that just like Abram was Abraham was moved to go and see Lot, those that were veiled, he he couldn't rest. He realized in his house he had what he needed to go and get them out. In Come on. You're the, your house. You're, you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. The greater one is in you. You have more than enough to go in to bring somebody out. But you've got to have a heart to do that. Instead of you and I being so consumed about self and so consumed, well, somebody else will do it. Or God will raise up somebody. No, God's talking to you. God's talking to me. And And, and we've got to recognize and realize that there's somebody out there that nobody can touch the way that God has gave you a relationship has gave you favor to touch them. Amen? Amen. So God raised up Abram and Abram was there for Lot and and, and, and Lot recognized it. He realized, I mean, uh, uh, Abraham recognized that Lot didn't see those things. All he saw was the comfort of Sodom. The blessing of Sodom. He saw what was uh, in his household what was what uh, drove them what, what satisfied them we can't do that we've got to change notice what it says uh, the last part of the verse and he gave him tithes of all Abram said okay I, I realize that, that I'm blessed by the most high God and, and and I'm going to give back to God everything he's gave to me see that, that's what you and I that's what our heart is God, we recognize that God first of all gives us salvation and so i got to be willing to be like a, a Abraham and go and give it to somebody else. God, God gives me uh, health. He gives me victory. He gives me peace. He gives me deliverance. He gives me, yes, finances. All of those things. But I've got to recognize God's the source, and I've got to give it back. Uh, and I've got, I got to let Jesus be the king in my decisions. Amen? Now, notice what happens. All of this is going on. Verse uh, 21. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram. See, the moment that you and I get in the place where we're talking to Jesus. Come on, and we're, we understand what he's gave us, what he's done for us, what he's done in us. And we start trying to give back to, to the Lord. Here comes the king of Sodom. He wants to distract you and I. He wants to get our attention. He wants to make us compromise. Come on, he, there's a spirit of Compromise. That's that's what was controlling the church in Laodicea in the book of Revelation chapter 3. See, they were justified people, the Bible says, in their own eyes. They were just in themselves. And so they were becoming compromised. They had lost their first love. Our first love is, I want to be like Jesus, don't you? Okay. And and, uh, the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to yourself. See, because he's trying to appeal to the carnal side of Abram. Come on. Every one of us, you've got a carnal side. Will you admit it. I've got a carnal side. I admit it to you. I've got a carnal side that I have to reckon myself dead like Romans 6 says. Or if I don't, all of a sudden, it's trying to dominate me and control me. It's trying to tell me what I can do, what I can't do, when I'm supposed to do, all of those things. So he says, listen, on, you deserve it. You went, you got a lot out of there. You, you take all of this for yourself. And then he whispers in the ear, he said, you didn't gave an offering to God. So now you're clear. Now you can do whatever you want to do. See, we can't make one decision on our own without God. Any decision we make without the Lord, then all of a sudden the devil is involved in that. And if the Lord isn't the first and the foremost in that, then the devil has liberty. He has freedom to do what he would want to do with what we have. Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. Verse 22. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord. See, you and I, we, we raise our hands. We worship the Lord. Our hearts humble before the Lord. And, and, and we, we made a witness. We made a testimony as for me and my house. As for you and your house, we're going to serve the Lord. I, I, I didn't give back to the Lord. And I, I didn't recognize and realize that everything I have is the Lord's. I lift up my hand unto God the most... Unto the Lord, pardon me, the Most High God, the Possessor of heaven and earth, the Creator, the Sustainer of heaven and earth. Notice what he's going to say. Verse 23, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet. I don't even want your shoestring, boy. Come on. That we got to be so cautious. You 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 realize how many sins has become acceptable in the church, and 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 we we don't talk about it, uh, and and maybe we even laugh about it. or you know that's just the way they are, or I can't help it. I just you know I just that's just I just do that. I don't I can help it because I've got grace i've got grace the grace of god is sufficient the grace of god empowers me to be able to say no to sin now listen i'm not nitpicking i I, 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 you know i desperately want to be your friend but it don't matter if you like me or not i'm not called to be your friend i'm called to be your pastor If we lie, we're going to hell. The Bible tells us very clearly, the lake of fire, it's for all, it's all of eternity. And all liars are going to go to the lake of fire. Well, I don't lie. When I make a stand for this word and then I don't stand for this word, I'm lying. So you don't just lie with your tongue, you lie with your actions. We got to be careful. Lying has been—it's been—it's been assimilated into the church. Guess what? And I'm talking to myself. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about griping. Yep. God cannot stand complainers. That's what the whole—all the problem. Read the book of Numbers. You and I are to show forth the praises of God. We're not to be complaining, not to be murmuring. And when we do that, guess what? It's sin. And when I sin like that, I'm opening the door to the enemy. And I need to keep my mouth shut about what's going on in my neighbor's house, my neighbor's yard, my brother or sister situation. I need to ask God, put your hand on my mouth. The Bible says those things that are done, we ain't even supposed to speak of them. So you things that you get revelation of why do you get revelation of them to pray that's it God gives you revelation and you pray and, and and you put out the fire come on you are a firefighter and you are a peacemaker not a peacekeeper you are a peacemaker amen but you got to see that you got to say in my house I am of Abraham the father of faith I have the ability to do these things Come on now. Therefore, I will not take from a thread even to the shoe latchet, that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldst say, I have made Abram rich. You know, we've got to make sure that the devil's always going to try to offer us something. I don't have a lot of time, I know, but go with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 7. And you need to look at the book of Hebrews... Uh, it's a very interesting book. It's not one of the more easy books to to assimilate in your life, but you you can learn so much when you looked at the look at the priesthood in this book. But we're just going to look at a couple of verses in chapter seven in Hebrews chapter seven, and it starts way before this. But notice what it says in verse number one. It says, "For this Mekesadec, this king of the uh, of the just, the king of the righteous ones, the king of Zadok." See, the Zadok is a priesthood. That's what Peter was talking about. In 1 Peter chapter 2, you and I, we are a royal priesthood. We're a priesthood of the Zadok. We get to minister the things of God. For this Mechizedek, king of Salem, notice this, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. See, if we want the true blessing of the Lord, we've got to see that with God's help, even though that we did... Didn't know, Abram didn't know how God was helping him. You don't know how God got you saved. But he did. But we need to defeat that other king. And then the true blessing of the Lord comes. See, God saved you and he brought you out. He saved me and brought me out. He washed us so we could fellowship with him. I can lay my head in His bosom and he, and I can have the the, the the blood and the body. I can have the bread and the wine. I can continually communicate with Him. He can continually communicate with me and I can have a place of peace like never before. But there's two kings. There's two tables. There's two men. There's two women. Which one am I going to yield to? Which one am I going to follow? Verse 2. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First being, by interpretation, king of righteousness. Remember, that's what we said. And after that, also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Notice who he is, verse 3. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days. Because he's not a man. He's Jesus. Nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest, content. Continually, come on. He's your priest. He's my priest. Amen. And he wants to bring to us the bread and the wine. See, the devil doesn't want you and I partaking of that because see, the bread and the wine it makes you like Jesus. Now, um, go with me to First Corinthians chapter ten. In chapter 10 and chapter 11, Paul is trying to get the Corinthian church back in order. They're in a mess. They love the Lord. they got the gifts of the Spirit flowing in their life. Uh, but, but they've got sin running rampant in the church. And so he's trying to help them. And, and so we don't have time to look at it, but you look at the first 13 verses in your home study time and, and, and see how he's trying to show that in the church... You can learn so much what happened to the children of Israel in the Old Testament uh, because he tells us that that the temptation that they were under, you're going to come into, I'm going to come into. But look what he says in verse 14. 1 Corinthians 10 and 14. Wherefore, my dearly beloved... Come on, that's you. The Bible says that you're accepted of God because you're in the beloved. You're in Jesus. And when you're in Jesus, then He makes you the beloved. Isn't that something? Wow, that means God sees you like He sees Jesus. That's how much He loves you. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Remember, we talked, we preached on this about a year ago. Uh, This word "flee" means it's fugo. It means to run and shun idolatry, any idol. You see, idol is anything that takes the place in your life and my life that the Lord is supposed to have. See, so that means that an idol could be something so simple. It's not something set up on a shelf. It could be so simple as I'm listening to the other king and I'm letting him tell me something that's contrary to this Bible. Like, oh, it's okay to do this or it's okay to say that. It's okay to go here. It's okay uh, to uh, uh, assimilate uh, in, in this part of the culture and all of those things? See, God can only tell you and I what's right or wrong. I can't do it. Come on, I'm a man. I don't know everything. I know very little and I make mistakes. But you've got the Holy Ghost to teach you. He's your teacher. He's your God. He takes what you learn uh, uh, in yourself. He takes what you learn from uh, from whoever teacher you decide to listen to or whoever pastor you decide to listen to uh, whatever it might be and he takes that and he he throws out the the stubble and wood and the hay and all those things and he gives you the meat but you got to be willing to say okay boy I really like this see I used to just listen to certain messages that I really liked because it made me feel good and it didn't deal with all of these problems I had over here but over here boy I'm doing great but over here, God's saying, I'm wanting to bless you. And I could see by the Spirit of God a tear on Jesus' cheek. Because He said, You're willing to settle for all of this. And I can't be with you in all of that the way I can be with you in all of this if you will let me pull you into truth. Amen? Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Verse 15 I speak to you as wise men thoughtful i speak to you as someone who thinks come on we need to get back to thinking right now they're trying to get people oh you don't have to think let me tell you what's right let me tell you what's wrong let me tell you what you can do what you can't do that's a cult if somebody starts telling you what you have to think and what you have to do you need to step back and say wait a minute something's wrong here the holy ghost talks to me he may talk through someone else too, but it's going to bear witness in my spirit. And if it don't, amen? Notice what he said. I speak to you as wise men, as thoughtful men. Judge ye what I say. You have to You have to distinguish what, everything you're hearing. See, right now... Yeah, I, I, Make sure what you're listening to on television, make sure what you're listening to on the internet, make sure what you're listening to in whatever form of media it is, that it just doesn't tickle the ears. That it doesn't satisfy the flesh. Make sure that even if it causes your spirit to question some things, make sure that it's God talking to you. Because the world church is very good. The devil knows how to deceive. Come on, he's been doing it for a long time. Now notice what he says. I speak to you as wise as thoughtful men and women. Judge ye what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? In other words, think back what we just seen where uh, Mechizedek, the king of the just ones, the king of the righteous, the king of peace from Salem, from Jerusalem. He comes to Abram and he blesses Abram, but he blesses him, but, but first he gives him the... Yes. So this is what Paul's talking about. He said, when we partake of, uh, of communion, that means when you partake of communion, you're fellowshipping with the Lord. You're realizing that I died with Him. But I now am alive through Him, by Him. And, and I realize He's the head. I'm the many-membered body. I'm in fellowship with Him. and Because sin cannot grow, grow and live and adhere and control and dominate Jesus. It can't live, control, and dominate me. You, amen? Because He is peace. I have peace. You believe that? The cup of the blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of Christ. we got to see there's four cups. Four cups. It was there at the Passover meal and we're going to be talking about those four cups. I don't know about you. I want to partake of, the, of all of them but I want the last one when we when we accept and receive the marriage supper of the Lamb. Don't you? Verse 17. For we being many are one Notice this. Notice what it says. For we being many are one bread. Let that sink in, and one body. For we are all partakers of that one bread. You and I. What what the bread symbolizes? What what Jesus offered that, that come from heaven. When we receive it, then we're in that place in that provision that we become. As Jesus is in the earth, we become what He's promised, what He said. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Verse 18. Behold Israel after the, after the flesh. That's what you need to read in the previous 13 verses. Behold Israel after the flesh. Are they not which eat of the sacrifices, partakers of the altar? What say I then? That the idol is anything, or that which is offered the idols is anything? Um... Uh, You know, we've got to see that those things that get our attention and try to rob us of God's best, they're they're nothing in the eyes of God. But they can steal your salvation. And if they don't steal your salvation, they'll steal your joy. They'll steal your witness. They'll steal your testimony. You realize that Paul's told us in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse number 5, that covetousness is idolatry? Oh, but that's all right. I I see your rig out there. Boy, I I really want that rig. I don't want mine. I want that one. Or boy, that is a good-looking wife or a good-looking husband. This is what was going on in the church. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. That's why Paul had, we had, we had the, the immorality of sexual sin because the, the 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 son had took his father's wife. Come on, have you read this? Have you read these epistles? Oh, that don't happen in the church. Jesus said, if you look at a woman, if you look at a man, with the intent of adultery, adultery in your heart. Nothing's changed. What are we talking about? I'm talking about we've got to be holy. We've got to let the Spirit of God do what only He can do in our life. Amen? And I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. And I, I want to be popular. And I want to have people in this church. But if we got one person, if it's just Jesus and me here, we're going to have to preach the truth. And I'm, we're going to have to start preaching it harder and harder. Why? Because the devil is working harder and harder to bring deception and to lies. And you and I are going to stand for Jesus. Amen? Verse 20, but I say these things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you have fellowship, that you have communion with devils. You realize when I sit down in that recliner and I turn on that TV, if Jesus can't sit there with me, I'm fellowshipping with the devil. When they sneak those little things in there about certain sins, oh that's acceptable today. And I sit there. I'm not fellowshipping with Macazedek. Well that don't really matter. I, I I'm not going to partake of that. I'm just it's kind of funny. Is it? See that's what happens that the church has become so much like the world that the world has no conviction when they're around us. God's fixing to bring back the glory of the church because He's going to wash us. He's going to make us pure. He's going to make us holy like never before. There's going to be a greater anointing, a great pouring of the Spirit of God. And when we go out into a lost, dark world, they're going to feel the drawing power of God. They're going to know that there's a right or a wrong. There's going to be conviction. Some will come out. Some will hate you. Notice what he says. And this is why we're working our way to the end. Verse 21. You cannot, mark it down in your Bible, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the devil's. Stop fooling yourself. I have to stop fooling myself. We have to tell people. We've got to call them out. Jesus said, call them out. Compel them. To to, to to come out of sin and to come into the grace of God. They can't be compelled if they're being rocked to sleep, if they don't know that that's wrong. The Internet is doing such a good job at making things seem hidden and making things seem like it's all right. Uh, satellite TV and, and and cable TV and all of those things, oh, that's in the home all of these things it's working to try to get a home. the devil wants you he wants me i like things just like you do but those little things that i like are they going to help me or are they going to hurt me are they going to i, I got to see that they can take me out of where god wants me to be you cannot drink of the cup of the lord and the, and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Verse 22. Do, not, do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than Him? Now, we don't have time to break all that down. But in closing, go with me to um, Psalms one, And we're going to take communion tonight. And you, you be ready. And I'll be ready. Because, see, there's great things that God's wanting to do in our life, but He's got to get us in the place to be able to receive it. Amen? Psalms 21. Blessed. How happy. How happy and how blessed. See, I don't know about you. I I love the blessing of the Lord, and I love the happiness that God gives us, that joy. But I want both of it, don't you? And the world can only offer a little bit of happiness. But God can offer us happiness and He can offer, offer it with joy. Yes, is. Blessed is the man that walketh not, mark this down, in the counsel of the ungodly. See, that's what's happening right now. There's so many people telling you that this is acceptable and this is the way it is. And they're trying to destroy young people's lives by uh, uh, letting... You know, I don't hardly have enough sense today... Well, without Jesus, I don't. How to make decisions. How is a little bitty kid going to be able to make decisions? And we just put somebody on the Supreme Court who cannot identify the difference between a man and a woman. Now, I'm not being critical. I'm just being honest. Do you want somebody who cannot tell the difference between a biological man and woman making decisions that's going to affect your children and your grandchildren. But yet you got it. Why? Because we've elected leaders and they're sitting there and they're serving the table of the devil. Now, they may not know it. Some of them may not even understand what they're doing, but they're doing it. And you and I, we're going to have to pay the price of it. And everybody says, "Now we need to leave. We need to leave uh, uh, the, the, uh, the 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 government and the church apart." Read your Bible, Isaiah chapter nine. Jesus is the government; he carries it on his shoulders. And if you don't believe it or not, that the, our very constitution and our Bill of Rights—it's the closest thing to this Bible you'll ever have. It is a, it is an a oracle that was designated, that was breathed out by God into a group of men who were not perfect. Come on they had, they had problems just like you and I, but God breathed it out for what for you and I to bring the gospel to the whole world. Now that offended somebody right there because you but I'm telling you the church is supposed to be an influence in the government system whether you, you can say no, it ain't, yes it is. you look. Why did you think we had so many Christians who were brought up as presidents and judges and senators and congressmen? What happened? When, they, when the church pulled back and stopped doing what they were supposed to do, that's when we got the problems. See, Jesus conferred, he confronted the evil. Okay. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. See, you, you and I, we are going we're to see that there's there's two men. There's the new man, there's the old man. There's Abraham, there's Lot. There's two tables. There's a table of the Lord, there's a table of the devil. We've we, 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 we got to recognize where we're sitting. Verse 2, but the person that's happy, that's blessed. Verse 2, but the, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. That's the only way you can know what's right or wrong. That's the only way I can know. If if I, if I sit down and just... See, there's things right now I'm having to unlearn. Because I trusted in myself or I trusted in some man to teach me. And I'm having to... And it's the hardest thing in the world to unlearn something. Come on, try to teach somebody that has never uh, done anything before and you it it, it, it it goes good. But if you try to teach somebody who's done in a in a form, in a in a in a, in a, uh, uh, a track, in a thought pattern, it's hard to get them to, to, to do it, to unlearn. I don't know, but they tell me the hardest thing you can do is go from Windows in a computer system to Mac because you've got to unlearn something. things. I don't know anything about that, but that's what they say. Uh, I, and I can see that because just in the natural. How many things is so contrary to the spiritual? Amen? All right. Look at your promise. And he shall be, they no gender intended, he or she shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and bring forth his or her fruit in his or her season and his or her leaf shall not wither and some of the things that they do might prosper. Okay. Now we just got a great revelation here. If I'm not bringing forth fruit if I'm not in a place of prospering, then I need to step back and I need to see where I've sat down with the enemy. Because he, can God lie? You say, now wait a minute. Things ain't going to always be good. No, they're not. You're going to go through trials and tribulations. You're going to go through heartaches. You're going to go through different seasons and all of these things. We know that. We understand that. But in the midst of that, you can have peace because you've got God in your life. You've got Jesus in your life. And and you recognize those things are of the enemy to try to get us to pull away. But he promised us. He said that he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. We're not talking about money. We're talking about prospering in Jesus. Money may be a part of that. But we're talking about, I don't know about you, right now, I'm believing God for some healing. I want that a lot more than I want money. I, I, I have some needs of some understanding about how to minister to certain people that are in deception. Money won't help that. I, I, I want the Holy Ghost to show me their heart, to show me how the devil is deceiving them, how he's holding them back. And I want to speak Jesus, the word, over their life. And I want to put my arm around in the name of Jesus. Not my, let it be my arm, but let it be the Lord's arm. And I want to pull them back just like Abram did Lot. Amen? You can prosper in everything you do. The Bible says, do everything as you do is unto the... Come on, that's how you prosper. Okay, we'll quit right there. I want you to imagine, if you would, what that was like. As Abraham, is, Abraham is standing there. And he's standing there. And and the king of Sodom is trying to get Abram's attention. But because Mechazeldeck had showed up and because uh, he had been with uh, Abram, but he showed up and he, he gave that word. See, Jesus said that the devil is as a roaring lion, right? First, first Peter 5, 8, seeking whom he may devour. But Jesus is that still, small voice that lives with you and I forever. The devil tries to get you to react. The devil wants you to be in the place where you're being moved away from Jesus. Jesus whispers in your heart. He doesn't scare you. He draws you. He said, I've got something for you. I've got something better. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to meet you right where you're at and I'm going to grab you by the hand. I'm going to order each step and you will not fall. Amen. That's the difference. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this group of people. I thank you for the, the very power of your word. And I thank you that you're getting us ready. Ready, yes, for communion tonight, but ready for communion fellowship every day. And you're going to take each one of us to a higher level than you. We're, we're going to be able to recognize when the devil brings his table, when when the other king comes to try to deceive us, to try to put us in bondage, because you said that uh, lies were bondage because you taught us, Jesus, that when we know the truth, it's the truth that we become disciplined in, we know, we understand, that makes us free. So that means everything else is of the enemy and it brings bondage. But we're going to be able to hear from you in a new level. We're going to have newfound freedom. And we're going to be able to recognize when the enemy tries to bring a compromise in our life. Oh, Shalala Yes, Spirit of God. Hallelujah. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost, eyes are going to be able to see. We're going to recognize the compromise. And we're going to walk. We're going to walk in liberty like we've never walked before. We're going to walk in holiness like we never walked before. We're going to see and understand with great clarity the love of God. That love that is true. That love that is genuine. That love that empowers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. Right now, Father, touch and draw each one of us. Help us come to that place. Bring revelation. Bring clarity. Help us... Come to a new level in you of peace and prosperity When we push forward. We let go of some things of the past. Right now, we speak to every lying entity, every one of the table of the devil that is trying to hurt and hinder. We bind it in Jesus' name. And Lord, we ask that you bring us forth to this table of blessing. Let us drink of something that we've never drunk of before. We ask you in Jesus' name. Would you come this morning and make yourself an altar? Would you come and just seek the Lord? Would you come and just say, Lord, here I am. None of this world satisfies. I, I, I'm not going to have any compromise in my life. I'm going to recognize. I, I, I'm going I'm to step up higher in you. I'm going to let your light shine like never before. Would you come? If you need prayer this morning, we'd love to pray with you. I desire, I covet your prayers. I want to be like, more like Jesus. I want to look more like Jesus. I, I, I want to uh, walk in power and freedom. We need each other. Hallelujah. 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 There's somebody here, I want uh, the Spirit of God wants to talk to you just for a moment. He said, the love that I put in you, the ability to love and, and to care for others, the devil wants to manipulate it. He wants to twist it. And He wants to make it ineffective. He, he wants to cause that love to go in, a, in, a, in an acceptance without change. But I want to tell you that I've gave you the ability to, to love and to have compassion on people that will enable them to change. If that speaks to you, would you come and let us pray with you? Let us be a, a, a part of what God's trying to do in your life, just a small part. We love you. We appreciate you so much.